Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Unnamed Automotive Podcast. You see, it's a bonus episode. Bonus! Bonus! And that's Benjamin Hunting saying bonus. And my name is Sammy Hadjassad. I'm sure you know all of the details about us. We're these two automotive journalists and we use this podcast to talk about uh, the new cars that we've been driving lately. But this week's bonus episode is all about Benjamin Hunting driving something called the Dodge... Challenger, Hellcat, Red Eye, SRT? What is Is there at least, there's got to be some acronym somewhere. There's an right? SRT in the middle there, yeah. Oh, dang it, I missed it. Yeah, they stuck okay. that in. So, Ben, I don't know anything about this, but I'm going to go on a whim. I'm going to go on my gut instinct. Hellcat, Red Eye. Now, the Red Eye refers to, because everything is going autonomous, the Red Eye refers to the HAL 9000 in 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? You're it's a, very it's a close. It's robot. You're very close. It is not the HAL 9000 from Space Odyssey, but it is, in fact, the Red Eye from the T-101 in Terminator oh, 2. There you go. There you go. So it is a it is a killer robot developed in, in conjunction with Nordine Defense Dynamics. <laughs> And uh, it's a bold move from SRT to venture into the Hunter Killer um, segment because, I mean, Ford's really been dragging their feet. No. And GM's, it was a disaster. So, this is the opening salvo into Skynet. Let's yeah, so the, when you walk up to the red eye, it pops open its door and it says, Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> exactly. That's what it should be doing. All right, let's hit this straight. This is a new version of the Hellcat, right? It is a version of the Hellcat, yes. So here's the weird thing. So <laughs> last year... This is a positive way to start any car review. Here's the weird thing. Last year we got the Demon, right? The Dodge Challenger Demon. Dodge Challenger SRT something Demon. There's an SRT in there as well. The Demon. Demon. Am I saying, have I said Demon? Yeah, and they and not only that, but they uh, revealed it with the with some Fast and the Furious crew. Oh, Vin uh, Diesel. I was so close to him, Sammy. He was like 10 feet away. So who does they get to do this? They got like um, some like lookalike or something. No, there was there's no there was no celebrity reveal for the red eye. But what's interesting is the reason I'm bringing up the demon, and I've said demon about 19 times since the beginning of this <laughs> podcast. But it's because the demon was limited production. They made 3,300, and 300 of those cars were locked away in Canada. So Americans only got to have 3,000 demons. And the demon was an 840 horsepower drag race machine. It had a trans brake. It was mm -hmm. automatic only. It did all kinds of crazy stuff. It did the quarter mile in under 10 seconds on race. You could get gas. it without seats. You could get it without seats, like any <laughs> seats at all, like passenger seat, <laughs> rear seat. You could get narrow tires for the front. It was kind of a big deal because no car company had made a car like that that was available at retail. Like, uh, Well, no car company made a car that from the factory could do like a wheelie like that, right? <laughs> yeah. So it that, that like was three feet off the ground. So that was that was unique, but yeah. uh, like I said, limited edition. And they was they they made all the tooling for it, and then it was gone. And that I think that left a bunch of people at SRT saying, "Why can't we keep doing something cool with all this demon stuff we did, um, and find a way to get it to more people, but do it in a way that doesn't totally wreck the resale value on all of the demons we've already sold?" <laughs> yeah. So the answer is the red eye, and the red eye at its core is a Hellcat with the demon engine. Okay, really? That's all it is? 
Well, no, that's not all it is, but that's the the basis for the car. And and I want to be clear about the Demon engine. So you notice how the I said the Demon was 840 horsepower. The mm-hmm. Red Eye is 797 horsepower. And the reason for the difference is because you cannot get a race tune from the factory to run okay. on high-octane fuel with this engine. And, and the race gas is what gave the Demon the 840 horsepower. I believe it was 101 octane or 100 octane. I'm not sure exactly the uh the um knock rating that you had to have on that fuel but so, they, they put it the the the, the uh, red eye is kind of like the icing on the cake for a whole bunch of changes they made to the challenger lineup this year and i, I went to club motorsports in tamworth new hampshire to drive that car and a few other challengers on the track and to, to see what they've been doing with the challenger one of the oldest platforms in the business, yet one that is continually being renewed, especially in the drivetrain department. And uh, it's it's really working for Chrysler. I mean, they're selling tons of these. You're really into this. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised about this. It just seems, I don't know. I don't want to call it inauthentic to just take the, the, the demon and be like, Oh, you like that, eh? Well, now everybody gets them a, a taste of the demon. Um, <laughs> well, what's wrong with that? What, that what, do, you know, ha- what that do you have against that? Like, what part of you is like, that's terrible? <laughs> I mean, special cards need to stay special. And oh, I and it does. I mean, it, it, like I said, it, first of all, it's it's almost 50 horsepower down on the demon. It doesn't have race gas. You can't get it with the does skinny tires. Does 50 horsepower really matter in the 800 horsepower range? It, well, I, you can't get it with the skinny tires. It doesn't come with the drag box. The demon was a very special car, and I think it had a lot of cachet and interesting, unique things about it that the red eye doesn't have. But with Are the red skinny eye, tires expensive? Can you just go out and get some? Sure, you could do a lot of things, uh, but <laughs> okay. Um, but but the, uh, let me keep, let me keep telling you about the Red Eye because it it has more than just the Demon engine. I mean that's that's the basis of the car, but it also has the wide body, which oh. uh, remember last year we got the Hellcat wide body. Yeah, that looked. Did it look janky? It didn't look janky, but it it gave you. So I, I, I talking with SRT is they've told me they they have the Eric Hushley. He says that the um, two reactions to the wide body are that looks exactly how the Challenger should have looked like from the beginning, or I hate it. <laughs> right. He's like, it's now very that, polarizing. Now, now that it has this red eye, you can only say I love it. No, you can get the red eye with a wide body or without a wide body. Oh, what? Cool. Yeah. And All right. See, now the, you're wide, the, the flares add three and a half inches to the width of the vehicle, and it lets you run bigger tires and that's always been an issue for the hellcat is that it didn't have enough tire underneath it so mm-hmm. the wide body you get 305 35 20s and uh i can't remember all around how, or in the it, rear i think it all around Ooh. and i think it's a 285 on the regular hellcat i'm not okay. sure I, but i want to point out you can also get the hellcat wide body and you can get the hellcat hellcat narrow body i mean this there's so much mix and match that you can do now um, whether you're buying a red eye, whether you're buying a Hellcat, or whether you're buying a Scat Pack, because that gets a wide body too now. Everybody gets what? Exactly. You get a wide body, yeah. and you get a wide body, and you get a wide body. And I want to tell you, the wide body makes a difference. You've so, said wide body as many times as you've said demon. Wide body that. demon. So the <laughs> uh, the the reason the Challenger's getting all of these uh, wide bodies 
is traction. When you have 800 horsepower, you need a ton of traction. And to, need, and to get traction, the easiest thing to do is add tire. And that's what they've done with the car. But they didn't just do it to the red eye. They did it to the scat pack. And that's significant because the scat pack has 485 horsepower. But um, on the test track at Chrysler, when, they're, when they ran the wide body version of the scat pack versus the 717 now, there's 10 extra horsepower because there's a Regular new hood health. on the Hellcat. Um when they when they ran it against the Hellcat on the track, a narrow body Hellcat, they, it was within a second of lap time. It's pretty impressive That's, for a car that has like half the horsepower. <laughs> it's very okay, not impressive. Half. It's like what thirty to forty percent less horsepower. It's very impressive, and uh, the the um, wide body version of the uh, sorry the um, red eye is I think three seconds faster than a regular Hellcat around the same wow. track. Yeah. So it adds a big difference. And then if you start looking at quarter mile times, you're also going to see some differences between the, the wide body Hellcat. Um, it does 10.9 seconds in the quarter. You can you take a tenth of a second off for the red eye. And when I say tenth of a second, that doesn't sound a lot like, oh, 10.8 versus 10.9 seconds in the quarter mile. At the end of the quarter mile, that's one and a half car lengths. That's insane. Okay. So, yeah, that really you notice it. If you're drag racing and you lose to somebody by one and a half car lengths, <laughs> it's not a it. photo finish, people. <laughs> you feel it in your bones. In you your feel heart. it. You go back to the starting line, and Dominic Toretto says, "You owe me a 10 second car," and then it's over. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always forget how much fun it is to talk about um, Dodge Challengers because they're ancient vehicles, um, like like technically, but like. They're actually quite incredible to think that they're offering 800 horsepower to anybody with uh, with some cash in their wallet. And it's a pretty wild idea to think that this is a street legal, safe vehicle to take onto the, onto the road and onto the track and enjoy yourself with. It's, it's completely safe. We drove it in the rain on the way yeah. back from the track. I mean heavy rain. And it was yeah, yeah. not a there was not a moment where the the red eye felt dangerous or even and, weird to drive. Like it's it's completely complacent when it's not in sport mode or race mode. You know, like the traction control is right on top of things and the adaptive shocks are, you know, keeping you comfortable. It's a it's a car you could drive every day and stomp everyone around you and, and not it's not like you know you see scenes of Mustangs, they're always like drifting into crowds and like <laughs> yeah. jumping curbs and stuff. The 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 Hellcat is kind of like the anti Mustang in that sense where you never feel like things are gonna get out of control at any moment. But um that's what I, wanna... I love about this that's what I love about this is with all of that power, all of that capability, all of that oomph on the street, this car is still capable of being sticky grounded and and doing the job for for regular drivers right now yeah exactly now you know I, i've driven the challenger hellcat I, i've driven all the hellcats all the srts on racetracks in the past I've, I've been very fortunate to do that and comparing the hell the red eye wide body which is the version i drove on the racetrack to past versions of the hellcat i mean the wide body version of the car does feel more stable i've always found the narrow body hellcat on certain tracks it's a handful, but I want to get into something that I think is really important when oh, you're talking. Oh no! Are we going to talk about alignment again? We no, this is a bonus episode, Ben. We don't have time to talk about alignment. No, actually, there's going to be a second bonus episode no. just on alignment coming out. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that, and and your ears your ears cocked. But uh, I want I want to talk about the idea of driving when you're driving a 797 horsepower car on the track. 
so much of that experience is managing the car is managing the horsepower in the situation that you're in rather than simply driving the track. You can't just go out there and hammer on it. Versus, you know, when you're on the street and everything's on, all the nannies are on and, and everyone's playing nice, it's a very docile car. But once you're in race mode, you have 800 horsepower under your right foot and you can do some serious damage to yourself and the guardrail and, you know, all the turf um the in in the breakings just after the breaking zone that you missed it, it, not only do you have to be concerned about um getting on the throttle too early when you're coming out I of a corner you're immediately assuming that the person's gonna miss the breaking zone oh you know why <laughs> but here's why you're gonna miss the breaking zone why? because because suddenly you're carrying so much more speed than you thought you were because you have 800 horsepower i mean it's not like you're gonna be oblivious to that on the track are you? i can it's, tell you that so, smooth I, I drove back-to-back -back several times throughout the day the red-eye wide-body versus the scat-pack wide-body. At the end of the front straight, the, the red-eye was 10 miles an hour faster. That is a lot of mass. 10 miles an hour faster times 4,300 pounds of car or 4,400 pounds of car. You really have to be aware of the car, what it's doing, and the situation you're in. If you're right. in a car like the scat-pack, that is not the case. Mm -hmm. The scat-pack's throttle... You have 485 horsepower. It, it's not nearly as responsive as the uh, the red eye. When you hit the red eye throttle, you get all of that power right away. Like, bam. It's like you're being kicked from behind by a cruise missile. And depending on the orientation of the front end, it's really going to determine whether you're going to spin out or whether you're going to actually pull out of the corner in a controlled way. So you really have to baby the throttle in order to get the car to do what you want. But right. with, the, with the scat pack, you don't have to do that. You can roll into the throttle so much sooner and exit the corner under full throttle much quicker than you would in the red eye. So it's two totally different experiences. Like one's That's a managed cool. experience and one's a more direct experience. And I realize I'm kind of rambling right now. No, no, I actually I appreciate what you're saying because a lot of people take a look at a, a lineup of of these vehicles, of the SRT vehicles or the the Challenger vehicles, and will say, if I want the best, fastest, most like uh, like the coolest car on the track, I'm gonna go for the top of the line thing like that. And if they don't know what they're getting themselves into, it's gonna be a really intimidating in in like you said, you're gonna be driving the car rather than the track. But if you have something like the scat pack, it sounds like you're gonna be able to manage that and enjoy yourself and like learn how to drive fast in a more appropriate way. Is that is that kind of what you're what you're leaning towards? Yeah, right that's now? that's definitely a really good way of putting it. And there's a couple of other things that kind of give the scat pack that advantage over the over the red eye. The front suspension of the scat pack has much less weight to deal with. Uh, instead mm -hmm. of a supercharger and a 6.2 uh, liter engine, it just has a 6.4 liter V8. And as Which a result, is a wicked engine. I love that engine. It's a great motor and the the engineers at SRT they tightened up the suspension up front. It has a stiffer sway bars and the suspension itself is more aggressive. The springs are more aggressive than they are in the red eye. So it's it it understeers somewhat. I mean, I didn't notice it on the track, but it's prone more prone to understeer than it is to being balanced. So it's a little more forgiving if you make a mistake. It's okay. a little, it's a little, the, the front end is, is, it feels different from the red eye. The red eye has been tuned to be neutral. So if you do get the car out of shape, you don't have that kind of extra safety net and you have a lot more weight over the front end, which you notice immediately on turn in uh, to any corner at speed. It's so, so bizarre it, to think of an 800 horsepower car um, <laughs> that's eight, that's 4,000 plus pounds being tuned for neutral. Um, on the track. I, that is very interesting. Well, I mean, it, it, I guess with your right foot, you can introduce oversteer anytime you want, right? right. So 
the 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 neutrality is is something that is take it or leave it. I want to get back to this Hellcat this Hellcat Red Eye. Does this have that same air conditioning unit for the uh, engine? I believe so. I believe it has. Let me double check, but I do think it has the the after chiller. Uh, is it uh, air chiller? After chiller? It's a power chiller. It's power called chiller. the power chiller. Of course, we couldn't come up with that name because you know we're not marketing pros. Yeah, it 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 has power chiller, which is pretty cool. It also has an after run chiller to get rid of heat soak. So uh, when you shut down the engine, all Hellcats now. Um, across the board, they keep the cooling fan on and they keep the coolant pump running to keep to prevent heat soak on the motor. So that's great if you're at a, at a drag strip and you don't want to keep the car idling in a really long line of cars because that'll just heat soak you even worse. This allows you to, to turn it on and off and, and still keep coolant circulating. And there's two ways to tell the new Hellcat from the old one. It's this new hood, which has two, nos- two ginormous nostrils on the on the top of it. Yes. And, and those those actually feed the engine directly. They feed air, air to the, the engine directly. I believe on the uh, on past versions of the Hellcat, it it just went to the um, the cooling system. I don't think it actually fed air into the engine. And I think that's where the extra 10 horsepower comes from because they're able to ram more air in. Okay. And then if you want to, to spot a red eye, it's because the cat in the logo has a has, they sharpened some red in there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way to do it. I think you can also get a black hood on the car, I, I, okay. but you can get a black hood on a few cars too. Oh, yeah. I also want to mention the red eye is automatic only, and it oh, does. Oh, yeah, what? And it it no, does come with the, here. End this podcast. What? <laughs> it, it, it comes with line lock, which almost all of the SRT versions of the Challenger can get this year the, okay. for 2019. Um, the the uh, scat pack still has a six speed manual. I drove that on the track. It's fun. Uh, the eight the eight speed auto is great. It's a, it's a good transmission. And if you just want to cruise around in your Challenger, you're you're not going to be disappointed with that. And you know, I, ben, no no no, we got to go back here. That manual in the Hellcats was real was neat was cool. It, it felt really interesting to manhandle a car that had that much power. And you, you still have the manual in the Hellcat, just not in the red eye. Well, with that red eye, and it was a really neat shifter, wasn't it? A pistol grip shifter, wasn't it? Some some kind of like t- some T shifter, I think. I can't remember right. exactly. Wow. Um, okay, they're missing an opportunity there. They're gonna they're gonna go the Porsche route and sell like a manual version of it for like an extra forty thousand dollars. Well, no, Watch. it's it's because it's it's the Demon drivetrain, right? Oh, right, and that's um that's automatic only, right? Yeah. So it has the line lock too, which is a fun little gimmick too, to and can warm up the the rear tires if you're taking it to the drag strip, right? Yeah, but I'm gonna be honest, you don't need line lock to warm up the rear tires in this car, as we proved numerous times throughout the week. <laughs> you Very can just cool. you can just do it whenever you want. I mean, go for it. <laughs> and what uh, tires does this one use? Because the the Demon had specific tires. It, it's not they're not a drag radial. I okay. you know they're not I Nittos? believe there's a 1320 version of the Scat Pack that comes with a uh. It's not a Nito. It's a uh, – I can't remember the name of the company. There's a unique drag tire for that car okay. uh, that's similar to a Nito. But I, I, it's not – you don't have drag tires on the red eye. It's 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 not like that. Cool. And so – I believe they're again, Michelin Pilot Sports. Oh, okay. Nice. Those are pretty solid tires. What else do you want to add about this? What, has anything changed in the interior of the car? Yeah, you get a little bit of, uh, you get a little bit of, it's, you, know, you get the red eye in the cat in all the logos inside the car. Sorry, it's, it's, they're not Michelins, they're Pirellis, as far as I know. Ooh, Pirelli okay. P0 tires, and that's on the, the Challenger uh, RT and the Scat Pack, and let me make sure that it is, yeah, it's on the SRT Hellcat as well. Okay. So, uh, they're Pirelli P0 tires. 
But uh, yeah, you get you get a bunch of interior stuff. I mean, it's it's pretty standard. It, there's not a lot of ton of differentiation from the previous model. You're not going to be dramatically. It's not a dramatic difference from the the older Hellcat. So are you into this change though of the? I remember the RT Scat Pack. Am I mistaken? Didn't always come with the six point. Um, Four liter V8. No, it always had the 6.4. Oh, what, what's okay. happened is uh, they've gotten rid of the SRT 392 model. Remember that? Oh, car? that's it. The regular SRT. That's yeah. So that that's gone. Um, that was the that was the weirdo model of the lineup because, in my opinion, the Challenger was never really a sports car. It was always a muscle right. car. So the SRT 392, it was like, hey. Here's a version of the car that has like a trick suspension and an arrow and all this stuff, so you can go to the racetrack and have fun. But really, to me, the soul of the Challenger was the was the Scat Pack because it right, was it, it was just a cruising muscle car that that sounded badass and you could get the shaker hood and it looked awesome and it was comfortable. Um, now the Scat Pack comes with the the trick suspension. They've they've kind of taken the SRT392 and folded it into the Scat Pack. I don't feel great about that, especially how it's most likely going to affect pricing. But uh, it, it makes more sense. I mean, the SRT392 didn't really have a space in the lineup. Um, I also asked, I'm like, why would anyone buy a non-wide-body red-eye? Like, mm -hmm. what's the point of that? If, if you have all this extra power and then you restrict the tire size to something that can't handle the power, I mean, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose? And it turns out the, the wide-body package is like six grand. So if you just want the extra power for bragging rights and showing up at cruise nights and saying, yeah, I have 800 horsepower, that's what the narrow body car is for. So I get that. Okay. That's interesting. So you're you're pretty – I mean, once again, um, Dodge has taken the Challenger um, and kept it alive for one more year with, uh, with a somewhat relevant – edit to the vehicle right like a somewhat change a relevant change to the car which which i think is is going to sit well with its fan base is it time it's not yet time to retire this challenger you think well i mean we're not anywhere near retiring it because they don't have a replacement ready yet <laughs> well we don't um, know that they can have whatever they want one of the things that shocked me the most about the car is just how expensive it was and uh we were driving i drove a fully optioned version of the red eye that was ninety one thousand dollars. <laughs> That's so much money. It is a Four. huge amount of money, and um, I'm I'm looking at the the Monroni right now. So the base price. So you, you start with a Hellcat, and the base mm. price for the Hellcat is fifty eight thousand six fifty, mm. and then you start adding stuff. And um, the, the like I said, the wide body package is six grand. This car had a, a had a graphics package that was thirty four hundred dollars. <laughs> What was um, on this graphics package? I don't, I don't know. It's not listed. Um, it had a, a fifteen hundred dollar Harman Kardon stereo, but uh, it, it, if you add the, I believe the um, red eye package, it, it's considered a package. That itself is eleven thousand dollars. Okay. So you have fifty eight thousand for the Hellcat, and then if you want a red eye, it's basically another eleven. So you're already at like nearly $70,000 and then you can add a lot of options like there's a plus package on our car which had improved interior trim it had nicer leather on the seats um there's a additional safety features that's like another grand so you can really add a lot um the uh I didn't drive a version of the car that was less than 80 during okay. the week um, so yeah it, you're really gonna pay for the red eye yeah. I don't know how many people are buying a $91,000 regular production Challenger, but it will be interesting to see what that demographic is. And it's kind of yeah. neat because, you know, it's weird. Like, 
the Challenger's kind of in the, the Red Eye's kind of in the middle now. It's like, oh, we have an 800 horsepower car that's really not the most powerful Challenger ever made. It's like it's sandwiched between the Hellcat and the Demon. But the Hellcat's gone. We can't get any. We just exactly. Can't get any. You can't get it anymore. But from a historical perspective, you have this bonkers car that's not the most bonkers car. And you think it's enough to to challenge the regular, the now 717 Hellcat? People are going to notice the difference between the two, two cars. Is like. I mean, so, I don't uh, want to sound I don't want to sound like a like a pleb here, but is 80 horsepower really that noticeable in a in an 800 horsepower car? It's not 100%. just 80. It's not just 80 horsepower. You're you're getting a lot of different things. The stuff that I talked about earlier, the cooling and mm-hmm. the the engine internals, it's a very different engine. And if you're gonna be at a drag strip and you can't buy a Demon anymore, you will benefit from these features. Okay. That being said, it's really hard to tell driving i did not get a chance to drive the car back to back with a regular hellcat okay i can tell you though that a good friend of mine and uh, past guest of the podcast bradley Iger, is a hellcat owner brad Iger. yes brad Iger. i know he brad was, hi brad he was, he was there with me at the event and and he said that on the highway um you really f- could feel a difference between the cars in terms of how quickly they accelerated off of the line not so much interesting I mean, it does. It feels ridiculously fast on the highway. It's just crazy how quickly it accelerates. It's almost frightening. And then let's keep going here. I need to. Uh, you, your favorite? You, you still like this Hellcat Red Eye over a Scat Pack, or do you think that Scat Pack is is like the best? Oh no, I would still buy the Scat Pack. I don't need this yeah. much horsepower. And like I said, I don't really want to have to manage a car um, on a racetrack. Not that I would take my Scat Pack to the racetrack, but if I if I was on a track. I, I had more fun in the Scat Pack because it was less demanding for me as a driver. And yeah. if I'm at the track to have fun and not necessarily to set records, then I'm going to pick that car. But, I mean, I went on hot laps with um, Jim Wilder from SRT, and it's amazing what the car is capable of. Even in the rain. We had the car out in the, in a pouring rainstorm, and he was just killing it. And the car was <laughs> extremely controlled and capable. So once you get used to it... You will be fine, I think. But most of the pro drivers that I talked to, we had drivers coaching us throughout the day. They mm-hmm. all preferred the Hellcat. Uh, sorry, they all preferred the Scat Pack in terms of fun, mm-hmm. even though they all really liked and respected the power of the Red Eye. It was an interesting to hear their professional opinion on that. It to me, it's interesting. I mean, last week we talked about the M5 and it having 600 horsepower and being like uh, a completely docile luxury car and then a badass uh, super fast sedan. And we're looking at a vehicle and we're like, well, that that shows that showcases a lot of new technology available to to cars, both in the tires and the transmission to the power uh, delivery system. Now we're looking at a car. I'm going to be blunt. The, the Challenger has been around in this generation for like over 10 years. I think it debuted in 2008. And we're now in 2000. Oh, 10 years here. Sorry. It's exactly 10 years. I forget what year we're in, Ben, because of all that time traveling idea. I can't remember what year we're, prog- we're podcasting from. <laughs> we move around so much. We're having a car that is in its 10th year and is still being tweaked and modified and making it more powerful, more um, like capable on the track. And new technologies are being added to this thing to make it um, still relevant. I think that's that's really cool. I think that's very interesting. And in comparison to some of the Challenger's direct competitors, the way that people would describe the Mustang and the Camaro, which have both undergone a new generation vehicle um, during this car's 10-year lifespan, which I think is pretty pretty interesting. At least one or two generations worth of cars in those other cars. And, and the Challenger and, keeps on trucking. 
and people are liking it. I mean, yeah. the people are keep buying it, and that's ultimately all that matters for for Chrysler. If they get to keep making cool and admittedly insane versions of the Challenger, and they can't keep them on the lots, then that's that's the greater good for the company. Perfect. Um, you know what I hope? What I hope people keep liking our podcast. And <laughs> assuming they still like our podcast, they could go to our website. That's unnamedautomotivepodcast.com. And they could subscribe to our podcast. They can listen to past episodes. They can um, hook it up with all of their favorite podcast clients like Spotify and Pocket Cast, iTunes and Google Play Music and Google Podcasts and some other stuff that I've never heard of before. And they can subscribe to all of those there. They can leave, even leave us a review on iTunes saying that uh, they, they think we're as good as a Hellcat Red Eye. Or uh, any kind of review. Just just bare <laughs> your soul and put that review out there because that helps us get us in front of uh, additional listeners and increase the army of people who are listening to our opinions. And if you want to, to share your opinion with us, I recommend you do that in a number of ways. Um, you can reach Ben on Instagram at HuntingBenjamin, and you can find me on Twitter at Sammy underscore Ha. And if you want something a little less public, I recommend you send us an email. You can send Ben at, uh, he's Benjamin at BenjaminHunting.com. Uh, and he also forwards some of the ones that are relevant to me in some way or another. Uh, but I also, also protect Sam. I also protect Sammy's fragile ego from some I really of the more, appreciate I really more pointed replies. So thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this week's uh, bonus episode. We'll be back to our regular programming later in the week. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.